This week, we're talking about mental health and something that I believe actually benefits our kids a heck of a lot more than what's really going on right now. Uh, there's a lot of things that really need to be addressed, but we're going to uh, kind of bop down a few uh, of the uh, the primary items that I actually see need to be be done for the benefit of our kids. And we're going to be talking about that this week on episode 130 of The Relaxed Mail. This is The Relaxed Mail, a show that comes to you each week helping men to remove the nice guy from their life so they can actually live their life on their terms. Join the host, certified coach, Brian Goodwin, as he helps men step out of their heads and become free from the thoughts that bind them. Hey man, hello and welcome to Relaxed Mail. All right, so we're going to be talking about some stuff that actually works for both moms and dads, but need to really, really address because it's some stuff that's really important. I kind of came across an article that we'll be talking about here a little bit later. But before we get started, want to say, hey, I hope you realize that they got a new intro piece of intro music, and I'm also going to end up changing up the uh, the outro music a bit uh, just to kind of see what it's like, kind of play around with it, see if I'm liking it or not. Change the uh, the the tone a little bit, and just just messing around. This is one of the fun things I get to do because it's my show. I get to get to mess with stuff, get to change uh, change it up if I if I feel like the need to. I've still got the old music, so if I decide, you know what, I kind of like the old music better, I can always switch back to it. But I wanted to be able to you know update the the fray the the overall arching theme of what the show is about because it's more about helping the nice guys. And when I first started, I was really broad with my show and kind of helping men in general to be, have them become better men. And yeah, we've covered that. We've, we do that and we're still doing that now, but I wanted to really get around to where I focused more in on what the damages that a nice guy mind mentality actually does to men and why men fall relationships and their hopes and dreams fall apart when they have this nice guy mindset. And so that's one of the reasons why I've really changed things up. I've actually also updated the trailer. And so a lot of the changes have been made and I'm actually going to be sending out some 30 second promos to some places. So you might even hear the uh, a promo being sent out from time to time. With that, if you're new to the show, hello, welcome, glad you were able to make it. Uh, your host, I am your host Brian, and I am here to help you and help men in general to get rid of that nice guy in their life. That the guy who is just sitting there frustrated out of his gourd because everything he's trying to do, the, everything he's doing, whether he realizes it or not, he's manipulating people and just making life really miserable for himself and those around him. And so I want to help these guys, help those nice guys get out of that, that particular mindset, change it up, start living their life for, and following what they want to do in their life and to help their themselves become even better men. And to do that, it requires them to start addressing what they want and addressing and making sure that they take care of that need before they go off and sacrifice themselves for the sake of others. Because when you do that, you wind up having a really cruddy life because you're being used as a doormat 
and your people pleasers and nice guys, they're liars, whether they want to be or not, they can pride themselves on, on being honest, but in all reality, they're, they're lying to not only other people, but to themselves. And that's the worst liar out of them all. So that's why I want to make sure why I do this show. I want to help guys to get out of that, that mindset, help them become a, a better, a better man all around because it's going to help man, help themselves. It's going to help their families. It's going to help society. This week though, came across an article that was talking about how Jill Biden and Selena Gomez lead a talk on youth mental health. And you know, I've sat down and I really, I've noticed this for a while that there are essentially ailments that are in vogue. These are the kind of trendy, trendy ailments. Back in the eighties, it was being lactose intolerant. And so all of a sudden everybody was lactose intolerant. All these, uh, these products came out for lactose intolerant people. And then in the nineties, it was, uh, oh, what was the nineties? I forget exactly what the nineties were, but anyhow, there was something in the nineties, two thousands became, uh, nut allergies. And then in the two thousands, it actually kind of, it trans transferred from being allergies and being a victim of an allergy to a victim of mental health because, you know, everybody has mental health. They've got mental problems. They've got problems, uh, psychologically for, for whatever reason. They've had severe trauma on their life and there's things that are just activate them. And so it's all about anxiety, 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 anxiety. And now in 2020s, it's not just anxiety and mental health. It's, now they've transferred over into, you know, being the mental condition of gender dysphoria and not knowing what gender you're supposed to be. But there's still a lot of people still talking about mental health in general. And it's good. I, I agree. It is good that we talk about mental health. It is good to know what being mentally healthy is about. And there's a lot of things that do cause, is there a lot more anxiety in, in the world? Yeah, I think there's a lot more anxiety. I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that people still view it as it's a end thing. You get a lot of attention when you say, I've got social anxiety. I, and I've gone to social anxiety uh, groups and things like that. And most of the people there are just wanting to be reaffirmed that they have anxiety. They've got social anxiety. They've got this anxiety. They've got that anxiety. There's anxiety for their anxiety. And there's the doctors don't help the matters either because a lot of times it's just, oh, well, here's here's a, a pill. Here's a Band-Aid. Let's take care of it. Well, what's the difference between the kids of the 80s, the Generation X, and the millennials? In all reality, there's not much other than instead of being allowed to spend time with yourself and toughing it out and realizing that you can handle stuff on your own. Now, every, you've got kids that are so busy with everything and there's so much pressure on them that, yeah, you, they're going to have, they're going to have some types of, uh, some type of anxiety because sorry, Gen X just ain't letting up on them. But there's a few things that I really wanted to talk about as to what would benefit your kids. What would help your kids to have a stronger mental state. Now, I'm, these are just strictly my opinion. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a psychologist. I'm of any stretch, form, or fashion like that. But these are things that I have noticed that Gen X had or di didn't have and w as versus what millennials and Gen Zers have or didn't have. So uh, kind of whipping through, through these and a few other things that are just a little more common sense that have fallen to the wayside. First one is... <laughs> Really, 
I think I, I used to be a big supporter of it. I didn't think it was going to cause any problems, but I've really, I've gotten around to where I've changed my tune on this. And this is not so much phone. And especially if you have a kid who is under the age of 16, I think it would do them wonders if they have to have a phone. If you really believe they need to have a phone, then honestly, I think a flip phone is probably the best thing for them. Until they get 16, 17 years old, too many young kids are getting onto social media. And that's where a lot of the trendy, where it's tr- they pick up the, the trendy in mental health problems. So my daughter really didn't have much in the way of anxiety until after she got started getting her phone. And all of a sudden, hey, I think I've got anxiety. I think I'm, I'm worried about stuff. Well, yeah, you're, you've got anxiety because everybody has anxiety. Anxiety is just that nervous feeling of the unknown. It's the fear that you have of being of the unknown. You see somebody laughing and they're kind of looking in your direction. Oh no, they're laughing at me. Are they laughing at me? I don't think they're laughing at me. I've got, I've got anxiety about the people laughing at me. No, they're probably just telling a joke and they just happen to be facing in your general direction. But we don't, and a lot of the, that type of thought and the anxiety about it and all this, Really is bloomed, I think, a lot in great part because of them having phone. Um, now man's biggest s- obstacle that he co- tries to cross is that of lust. We see women, we look at women, we, we fantasize about women. And, you know, a lot of us men really, you know, we, we dig the woman and that's, that's a good thing. It's good to have to, to like looking at women, but. Girls, on the other hand, their biggest struggle is with comparison. And so they look at another girl and they see that they're skinny. They, you know, they, there for a while it was in, in to have a thigh gap, which is a gap when you stand up straight, you have, your legs are so skinny that you actually have a gap between your thighs. My daughter struggled with that. And she was always talking about, well, I need to have a thigh gap. No, you don't. A woman's legs purposely touch together a man's legs they touch together if you're that skinny that where your legs can't touch aren't touching each other when you're standing up straight there's a problem you are called what's called underweight you need to have more muscle tone you need to start doing more work you got to have and that's the problem that a lot of the kids have they're just discovering their body they're just discovering that they are a unique person and they're starting to get the dopamine hits and the serotonin hits and all the other uh, hormones and, and neuroreceptors that are running around in their brain at, at explosive levels. And so all of a sudden they're realizing, Oh, wait a minute. I got to be part of the tribe. I need to be a part of the tribe. If I'm not a part of the tribe, I might get kicked out and I might die. You know, that whole, that whole worry. And I think a lot of that could be reduced by if we were to just start telling the kids, no, you can't have a phone, a, a smartphone. You can't have an iPhone. You can't, I don't care whether that's the, what the cool kids have. You're just going to have to deal with the disappointment of having a flip phone until you're 17 years old. And I really wish I'd told that to my kids. I wish I hadn't have let them have a smartphone at the ages that they got them. Another thing that would actually help our kids and become a greater benefit for them is to let them struggle. We have helicopter parents and we have parents that are coming to the rescue, you know, every, every five seconds, wanting to protect their kids from something big, horrible, awful, no good, baddie. Now there are bad guys out there, but most of the, most of the things that happen 
are actually avoidable. If you let the kids struggle, if the kid is not doing good in school, mom, dad, it's really not your business. All right. It is not your business to step in there and go, you should be making my son a A plus. He's working really hard. Well, working really hard doesn't mount to crap in the real world. You have to produce to be able to succeed. Let them struggle. Let them understand. Give them tools that they they can use. So if they come across like a bully, give them the skills on knowing how to ball up their fist and flatten that bully's nose. Oh, but they'll get kicked out of school. Fine. We'll get, we're going to get down to schools here in a, here in a moment, but right now it's fine. Let them, let them get kicked out of school. Let them face the repercussions and the, and the, the consequences of their actions. Because yeah, it may be kind of embarrassing and people will talk about him, about your son. Oh, he got kicked out of school. He punched the bully, his bully in the face. But you know what? That bully's not going to, not going to mess with him anymore. Let them. Figure it out. It is tough, especially when you have uh, Gen Zers coming into into the workplace now. They're leaving high school and going to college, and they've got to struggle. They've got to figure out how do I make money? How do I get this figured out? Well, throwing the giving the kids a a you know five hundred dollar allowance so that they can make ends meet is not helping them. Telling their kids that, hey, you can stay in the in the basement until uh, live in the house until you feel like you're comfortable enough to leave isn't helping them. There is uh, an analogy that I've always liked, and that is that they're the the eagles actually build their nest with thorns, and then they line the thorns with a, a lot of their down, and so it the down is light enough that as as eggs, the thorns don't make it through. And as the chicks are hatched, they're still light enough that the thorns aren't going to make it through all the thick down. But as the chick gets bigger and bigger and bigger, they get heavier and heavier, and the and the down gets kind of sifted out and stuff. And as it they get heavier, those thorns start poking through, and so that their nest, that nice comfy nest, starts to become really uncomfortable because of all those thorns that are poking through on the, through the softness. To where eventually, as young eaglets and they're ready to fly, they have to decide, well, am I going to be really uncomfortable and try to go to sleep on a bed of thorns? Or am I going to go ahead and fly and fly off, risk dying because I may not know how to fly to find a place that's a little more comfortable? And that's what we actually need to let our kids do is let them struggle. Let them figure it out. They're going to fail. And that is actually a good thing. And that's the next point. Failure is actually good for your kids. Let them fail. Let them fall on their face. When they were learning how to walk, they landed on their butt time and time again. Sometimes they landed on their head. They quickly realized if you're how to, how to land without bouncing their noggin off the floor. And failure in all means is actually just a channel for growth. Yes. Does it mean they failed? Yeah. Yeah, it does. That means that they got it wrong, but that's okay because it doesn't mean that the game is over just means that they have to get up and try again. And so many kids, they all of a sudden they their their girlfriend, you know, abandons them and decides that they want to go date somebody else. And you've got young teenage boys who can't handle the fact that they got rejected and so they do really 
horrible, horrific stuff because they don't know how to handle the rejection, handle the failure instead of being able to see that, Hey, all right, well, yeah, that hurts. That hurts really bad. I remember the first, the, the first long-term girlfriend that I dated, dated for, or for two years. And it was, it was horrible when she broke up with me because she just, she had moved to a, another city and was further away and just knew it wasn't going to work with me. And I, me having to drive to a little further away than where she used to live before. She wasn't leaving me for another man. She wasn't leaving me for anything else other than it's too far and we might as well go ahead and just call it, call the, uh, call it a good run now. And I sat there and moped and, and listened to sad songs for, I don't know, a good month until my, my best friend Jake came along and he actually, I think with the help of my stepmom, but my best friend Jake came along and said, Hey, it's time for you to snap out of this and drug me off to a, to a bowling alley and told me to go have fun. And we had a great time and I was able to start kind of getting, getting along. I had a failure of a relationship and I real was able to, from there realize that, yeah, that's going to hurt. You don't want to lose that, but at the same time, you're not going to die from it. Failure happens. All the time, you're going to get an F on a grade. It, and I tell any high school student, your grades mean nothing in real life. Nobody in, has ever come to me when applying for a job going, well, what was your grade point average in high school? God, I don't know. So let your kids fail. Let them struggle in, in life. If it gets where their life is in danger, then yeah, you might step in until then let them struggle. They will get it figured out and they will be stronger and a better person for it. But if mommy and daddy come running up to them and helping them out every time they have a little problem, well, guess what? You're not, they're not going to get it figured out. They're going to, all they're going to know is, Hey, let's go to dad. He knows the answer. He's got the money to be able to take care of the problem. I'm, I need more money for the, for uh, rent. Well, no, you've got too much. You've got too much apartment for what you're making. You need to start finding a way of making more money or get a cheaper apartment. Yeah, it's not in the good side of town, but it's it's okay. Now, another thing that would actually help uh, your our kids and their mental health is uh, get them out of the school system, really. Start doing homeschooling. Now, I know there's people, well, we can't all do that. No, I'm not saying we all can. A lot more of us could, though, if mom and or dad, one of the parents decided, hey, I'm going to stay home and teach the kids school. Are you going to make less money? Yeah. Yeah. And especially right now with the way the, the economy is going. Yeah. That's going to be really tough, but you know what? I did it for 25 years. My wife stayed home with the kids 25 years. And there's a lot of people who come up and go, you really need to have Shannon work. It's like, no, it's more important that the kids come home and see mom there at the house for them than for for us to ha- be able to afford an extra car. I still, we still drive around. with. We, I have one single car that we have. We're not the average family that's got four vehicles in the parking lot, uh, in the driveway. Nope, I've got one. But the school system these days really is not, they've abandoned what they're supposed to be doing. And they're supposed to be teaching reading, writing, arithmetic, history. And they're not doing that. They're too busy talking about what gender they should be in. What, uh, what are you comfortable with calling yourself? You're talking about, you know, well, how horrible white, uh, 
the white uh, person has been because of how he's oppressed everybody for the uh, since the beginning of time. And it's has there been atrocities done? Yeah, yeah, I I agree, and that's something that society needs to know, and that needs to know the full story. Which means, yeah, there were white people who owned slaves, and we did horrible things, but also need to be able to tell them, hey, some of the most violent slave owners in the South were actually black slave owners, and yes, there were black slave owners. Not saying the whites were any nicer, but I'm just saying that's something that often gets omitted when people like BLM say that uh, that white people are out to do nothing but but take a take advantage of people of color. No, no, that's a victim mindset, and you're look they're looking for every reason that they can to to play that victim, and they teach this stuff in school, and it's just teaching the kids, hey, we need to be victims. No, no, being a victim does not fix anything. So you might want to get them out of school, get them into into homeschool, so you can see what they're teaching, what they're learning, and you have a direct hand as to what they're learning. You You may think that, yeah, you need to follow this 1619 project or whatever it is. Then again, it might be the 1776 project that you need to follow. You have that choice, and that's what's so great. Allow for having going to a place where they're allowed to have an open exchange of ideas. Kids these days can't go to college because, you know what, if you have an opposing view, you're going to fail. doesn't matter how well you do. The, the teacher has the final say as to whether you pass or fail a grade, a class. So, you know, might look at getting your kids out of the school system. If you want to ha- let them have a a healthy mental health, that would probably be a good place to start. Second is let loose of the reins on the kids. Um, let them do stuff. Boys need to do dangerous things. They're going to need to see what happens if you jump out of a tree with a with an umbrella. Why, are you able to float to the ground? How about a bed sheet? Are you gonna are they gonna break an arm or a leg? There's a possibility. We used to jump off the second story of uh, off the second story uh, roof of uh, of my cousin's house and land on the trampoline and go flying off of it onto the ground. We did that each once and realized, yeah, we're not doing that no more. But we could do that. We learned about life and we learned how to push ourselves and how to become better because the parents let the reins loose a bit. Yeah, they and when you try to hold on to those reins, especially when you have a teenager, the tighter you hold those reins, the more they're going to rebel against you. They're going to find everything they can to make sure that your life is hell because you aren't letting them letting them stretch their legs, spread their wings so they can fly, so they can figure out what is what they're possible. Another thing that you could actually do is dads play with your kids. Have your kids around and you need to be a part of the picture. And you, I can hear already because I've had a lot of men uh, I've talked to before say, "Well, she, the, 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 my ex, she doesn't let me near near kids at all in any way." Well, if you're having a problem with it, you need to get that problem rectified. Well, she's turned the kids against me. All right, really? Has she really turned the kids against you? Or is it just that because you all of a sudden stopped being around and you haven't even tried to go over to the kids? That she's been able to have a easy access to the, to telling the kids what to think. A lot of times, the problems that you're having are a lot are because of the thoughts that you have, and you've decided to in, reinforce those thoughts. But you 
especially for your sons, men, you need to be in your son's life, especially in the teenage years. You need to be able to sit down, have the conversations with them, have the tough conversations with them. And I'm not just talking about, well, this is what the birds and the bees are. Okay. And then we do this and then that. And okay. And then all of a sudden, baby, no, there are a lot more, more difficult conversations that you have to have with your kids. And I don't know what they are because they're individual to each kid. And how do you actually start having better quality time with them? You ask them questions and you leave the judgment out. You love them unconditionally. And that doesn't mean what everybody likes to say. Well, I already love my kids unconditionally. Oh, really? So when he came home with a, with an F on his report card, you didn't yell, holler, stomp and, and scream at him and lecture and lecture and lecture. Because I can guarantee you, you didn't have love in your heart at that moment. Well, I just want him to be better. No. You want him to make you proud so you can have something to brag about. He's having problems and he's got an F. You need to be figuring out why. And the only way you're going to get him to figure out why, and you want him to come for anything and come because that's one of our, our as, as parents, one of our favorite things. You can come and talk to me about anything. No, you've done shown that he can't come to talk to you. He only got a, got a dinky F in a, in a class subject that's not going to benefit him at all down, down the way. I don't know any kid who uses trigonometry or a calculus on a regular basis in, in their normal day to day life. I don't see, I've not yet to know anybody who really has to sit down and go, well, this is what a part of past and present participle is. And I've just used the wrong one. No. I don't, I've never put put the thought of what a past or present participle is in my blog writing. It might be why it's, I write so bad, but that, you know, that's beside the point. These things don't matter that we keep throwing our, uh, throwing our fit about. These are the little bitty things that we want to blow up about. And so when we try to tell our kids, hey, you can come to me and talk to me about anything that's, that's a problem. No, because when the real problems come up, if you blew up about a, a dinky little F or a D, then what in the heck are you going to do when he comes up to you and goes, Hey, dad, um, I got Jennifer pregnant. Those times of when he needs a dad, a, a real man around to be able to help him navigate those difficult parts. And he's not going to come to you if you're blowing up. He's going to go to his, his, somebody else who has got an ulterior motive. Because that guy's taking time to sit down and just talk to the, your son, talk to your kids, and just connect with them. Something you didn't want to do. You didn't have time for that. I, I, you know, we'll, we'll do it after the football game. Well, bullshit. The football, you can watch the 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 highlights on at 10 o'clock. You need to go do something with your kids. You've shown them that the football is more important than what they are. So if you want to make that connection again, you're going to have to actually sit down and spend time with them. And they're not going to want to talk to you because God only knows what's going to cause you to blow up. But you have to sit there and ask questions and expect one word answers. Ask questions, expect one word answers. Show interest in what they're doing. So how is it that you knew that that guy was hiding in that, uh, in that watchtower over there? And how'd you snipe him from all, the other side of the, uh, of the map? Show interest in what they're wanting to do. If he likes to play, your son likes to play video games. All right. Maybe you go around and let your son carry you around on, uh, on a game of, uh, of, of Warzone. 
yeah, you're going to die a lot. You may not even get a single kill, but that's okay because you're doing something your son likes. And that's the important thing. And when you're talking to your son and he actually does start to open up, you need to seek to understand before being understood. Come to fully appreciate and understand what it is your son is saying before you start trying to lecture. I screwed this up all the time, man. I screwed this up time and time and time again. I would hear what it was and just verbal diarrhea all over the place. Didn't understand what my, where my son was coming from, coming from. I just was telling him how wrong he was. These are things that can help our kids. Take the time. Be with them. Spend time with them. Yeah, they're not going to like everything that you like. And that's good. That's okay. They're in their own individual human being. They're with their own set of thoughts. And with those thoughts, they're going to have their own set of results. And you can sit there and just complain and bitch, moan, and groan about it. Or you can actually get out there and help them. Mentor them. When I, when your son and daughter become 13, that's when your responsibility uh, as a parent shifts. It's no longer the lording over them type of parenting. It is the mentoring and guiding and nurturing them to adulthood type of parenting. Now, there are times you might still have to lay down the law, so to speak. Yeah. He does something really dumb, dumb, and stupid. Yeah. But you can do it out of a point of love without the lecturing, without the chest beating, without the, I'm the boss and you're going to do what I say. Cause if you have to say that you're not a man, you're not the leader of the house. If you have to state that you're the, the leader of the house, you ain't the, guess I, I let you know, you ain't the leader. You have to be calm and assertive as Caesar Milan says, you stay calm. You are calm. You are the, you are just another little Fonzie. You're cool. So, guys, with that, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to let you go. If you have any comments, questions, uh, anything along those lines, you can reach to reach me over at relaxmail.com forward slash contact, or you can go shoot me an email over at brian at relaxedmail.com. I'll get them, get an email in both of those ways. If this is your first time listening and you found it really entertaining or exciting or gave you something to think about, then on your Pod, uh, podcast platform of choice hit the like or the follow button subscribe button hit that and you will get these uh, this podcast delivered to you every thursday morning ready to go except for last thursday whenever i went off and accidentally put at uh, 12 o'clock p.m instead of 12 o'clock a.m and so yeah I, I messed that up so anyhow that was my fault operator error but I got it fixed and it did come. I ended up getting the show out about nine o'clock. So it was out. It just wasn't out for most people ready for them as it normally does. But it usually comes out in the morning, bright and early in the morning. So you have it on your, on your phone, on your iPad or whatever listening device you have and ready to go. Now, if there was anything in here that really got you to think and really got you to wondering about it and you thought of somebody who this would benefit, Share this out. Share that with them, with your your dad, your cousin, your uncle, your best friend, your best friend's cousin, sister's aunt's uncle's best friend's cousin. Share it out to them if you happen to have their phone number. 
you uh, can also take this and share it out onto your Facebook. Let the, those people who are following you know, hey, there's this uh, podcast out there called The Relax Mountain. And this dude is speaking some truth, I tell you. Share it out. Let people know that there's this site called The Relax Mountain. It's got a podcast called The Relax Mountain. And it is out to change men's lives. That's what I want to be able to do is change their lives so that they start becoming the men that society and their family needs. And to do that, you have to let step out of the out of the nice guy syndrome stop being the nice guy because the nice guy is not a nice guy so guys with that i'll thank you very much for listening y'all have a great rest of the week and we will talk to you later till then bye